welcome back to the 20th episode of Two Friendless Friends. Wow, it's already the 20th episode. I think it was like, it just feels like a few weeks ago that I was saying it was the 10th episode. Isn't that crazy? It definitely goes by pretty quick. And 20, I feel like we've been doing it for a really long time now. Like beginning of this year, January 1st, wasn't that when we first uploaded? Yeah, um, it was like, and we've talked about this before, but it was literally like, while everyone was saying Happy New Year, we were trying to get an episode up. Yeah, we were. <laughs> but yeah, 20 I is, think, um being on our 20th episode, it is pretty cool though. And I'm really yeah. like excited that we've come this far and we have so many more things planned for the future too. Yes. Well, like, it's already nearly halfway through the year, which is kind of crazy. That's kind of gross to feel think like about. Nothing, I wouldn't say nothing has happened because so many things have happened in the world and so many, like, bad things. But personally, at least to me, I feel like I haven't, there hasn't been any change for me to kind of say that, like, time has passed. I don't know. But I don't really think that you notice it in the moment. Like, you don't... Yeah, I never notice it. You never notice it. Like, think think about this. I am turning 20 in half a year. Yeah, I forgot I was 19, actually. I had to put my age in for something. I was like, wow. I can't believe yeah, I'm 19 I, I, now. I, was, I typed 18 so many times because I forgot that I'm 19. Yeah, and, and people now are 20, which is... It's kind of weird yeah, to think about. Yeah, people are turning 20. Okay. Yeah, everyone's like 20th birthdays are coming up and it's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. I have a few friends that are 20 now and it's, it, it just seems weird, but I guess that's what happened every year. Like, even when people were turning 18, I feel it like was like, oh my gosh, 20 was now. a big. It's a big milestone though because um, you're like leaving your teens. Yeah, but I feel like most people don't even feel like it. Like, we're all kind of still living our teen life. Like, yeah, nothing really changes in our life. It's just, like, a change in the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, today we're doing a really exciting episode, which is one that I really liked doing before. I think it was episode six, from memory. Yeah, it was episode six. But we're doing a Q&A, and we've got a lot of questions that we can, uh, that people have sent in, friends have sent in. And we're just going to be answering them. And um, yeah, if, if you like this kind of episode and content, give us a like, give us a follow and uh, let us know your thoughts. And but before we start, let's start with our weekly catch up. Uh, so what's been happening in your life, Flora? I've done like, I think, four interviews in the past week wow yeah i only have one upcoming interview which i do not want to disclose yet because i feel like it will be so disappointing if i don't get it and the chances of me getting it are really really small same with the one that i did today i did a video interview today i don't even want to say what the company is because it's like, it's such a good opportunity and I don't want to like say it in case I don't get it. And I don't think I'll get it anyway because it's like, I don't think I have the right skills. 
I don't think yeah, I've learned I've only told, it. like, my family and you and two other friends about this interview and, like, which company it is because it's a big one. Um, don't worry, we'll manifest it. We'll manifest it. Yeah. <laughs> Please give me this internship. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so good. Um, to my recruiters, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Actually, hello. Um, I did an interview yesterday and it was for an unpaid intern for some event management. I kind of just went in thinking like, oh, I'll just do it for the interview experience. And it kind of sucks because like all the interviews that I have done before, I feel like the companies are always kind of like kind of sketchy, like past jobs that I've had like the, the the managers or the bosses are kind of not the best but like this was an unpaid one but she seemed so nice and she was actually really interested um in particular this podcast because I put on the resume and she was like oh uh we work a lot with Canva I love podcasts a lot so honestly like they could be listening I mean hello to uh Flora's recruiters if you're listening to <laughs> hi um <laughs> Yeah, I put the podcast on my resume, so I wouldn't be surprised if someone that's a recruiter is listening to this. Yeah, maybe they'll um, um, even follow, give us a like, and become <laughs> our biggest fans. We welcome you. We welcome everyone. Uh, other things that have been happening, we're getting our results for term one tomorrow. That is... Not and good. all the mental health emails are being sent out right now. <laughs> I've gotten like five. Really? I've like, gotten any. I think um, I've gotten it onto my uni email and my personal email. It's all like the saying like, "Oh, what services are avail are available?" It's kind of good though. I think you get every term. Like it's yeah, it's good, but it it also like. It reminds you that there are people out there that are so affected by these, like, numbers. Yeah, and that was definitely it's kind me. Of, it's really sad. Definitely something I went through. But now I just don't... Like, I, I'm the complete opposite. I remember doing my exam and after, towards the end of last term, I was just so done with it. And I just don't have yeah, motivation for next like, term either. Let's just finish this exam and, like, leave. Because I had exams that were, I had an exam that was 24 hours. So like, if I was really bothered, I could have worked the entire 24 hours. But I literally did it, finished it at 5pm. It was due, like, the cutoff was the next morning, 9am. And I was just like, no, I'm not touching it anymore. I just submitted it without proofreading. Which is bad, but I mean... Hopefully you do well though. Oh, have you gotten results? No, I I think I tried to check, but I don't think any of my courses posted results prematurely because sometimes some courses do post it on Moodle. Yeah. In your grade book. But I don't think this term I have any that are doing that. Oh, okay. I mean, you'll find out soon enough anyway. <laughs> In less than 24 hours. Yeah, I don't want to. Anyway, uh... And then... And then we're going to have another system issue where no one gets the results until, like, the next day. Did that happen last time? That was... That was... I think... Was that last term? I don't remember. 
I I not I just remember I managed to get my results, and then right after I got my results, everything crashed. Oh, and my friends couldn't get this. Yes, no, 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 I do remember. This was term three because I was so nervous about getting it because the emails weren't coming out. Like I think I wasn't as nervous because the course that I was most worried about, the mark already came out. Because it would determine whether I'd get into commerce science or not. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was but just... From, I was waiting for it. was, like, really it. stressful for you. And meanwhile, I was, like... There was one course that I was scared that I wouldn't pass. But I already got the mark for my final. I saw it on Moodle. So I was, like, okay, I don't need to care. And I think what happened was the emails weren't sending out. And then everyone was like going on to the, trying to look at their transcript to see their marks. Was it on there? I didn't check. Yeah, it was on there. It did go on there, but the emails weren't sending out not like normally. Oh. So um, I actually saw my mark on there for everything and then everything crashed. Oh okay, I didn't I didn't see mine. I don't think I could have accessed my UNSW anyway, I think. I don't know, I can't remember. But anyway. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen again cuz that was very stressful for like everyone. Yeah. Okay, let's actually get into this Q&A though. So we've got a lot of questions lined up for today. Uh we we put out a poll on our Instagram 2.friendlessfriends. And we had a lot of people sending them in through there as well as uh, other methods. So we're going to go through the Instagram ones first. Um, did you want to read out the first one? So um, so this is Flora's friend Zara. Hi Zara. Um, what is the one thing that you want slash don't want in a partner? So how about we list one of each? Okay, before we start i just really want to this is super random but about zara i don't think we're like the closest like we're not like best friends close i see her commenting all the time though but she's like it's so sweet one of the best friend material friends i don't know how to describe it but like she's definitely probably one of the most influential friends that i have because a lot of what I do now and, like, my mindset is from her. I don't know if I ever told you, but, like, do you know how I always say, like, I'm so hot, like, I'm the best person ever? Yeah. Like that. Like, that mindset just came from her because she thinks like that all the time. And, like, it's just such a confident boost. And it, it, it could be going into the um, narcissistic side of things. But hype yourself up. Like, but I'd so rather this. If no one's this, gonna hype you, hype you up, hype yourself up. Like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's what everyone should be thinking. Like, just fake it till you make it. Just continuously tell yourself that you are the hottest person ever, and like you're gonna see the because you are the hottest boost. person ever. Yeah. Okay, so the question that she asked was, "What is one thing that you want and don't want in a partner?" Are we going idealistic or like? Yeah. Uh, I think I have one that I don't want, but I don't know about want. Uh, okay, so what? what's your don't want? I don't want someone that um, 
smokes, clubs, kind of that kind of stuff. Not because, well, like, smoking I'm really against, but clubbing I'm not against. It's just not my thing. So, like, what I want... Oh, wait, that kind of does answer. But what I want is someone that's, like, really okay with just staying at home and chilling over going out. Because I, it's just, like, a matter of compatibility because I'm not the type of person to go clubbing, drinking, stuff like that. So I would prefer if my partner was someone also like me. Or else there's going to be too much, like, difference, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if it's not, like, something you're against but you just want someone, someone similar to you, then that that's a valid answer. Um, for me, I don't know. Have I really thought about this? Actually, I have. So I have this like notebook diary thing and I wrote myself a contract and it was like, sign this contract when you're tuning. Okay. Can I read it out? Yes. I would like to hear this. I wrote this on the 8th of January this year. Dear future me. Oh, that's like pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It was probably a day where I was like, I'm so done with like yeah (laughs) (sighs) i'm making this contract because you never see your worth when it comes to boys and i'm tired of you being treated in ways that don't align with your own needs and then like um it's like find a man who can reach the bar one open-minded second one not a single sign of sexist racist dot 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 so like all of those things um can hold up to one hour combo. That's like setting the bar super low, though. Can hold a, a conversation I don't think for that's one hour. Low. I mean, oh wait, that's kind of low. I don't know. Okay, maybe, maybe. He shows that he cares about things you do. I mean, like recently, we even we haven't been talking for one hour except for these episodes. I think. But I think it's like, are you able to talk for one hour? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're able to. It's just that we haven't these. Yeah, yeah. But he shows that he cares about things you do too. That that that's like super low. Too. That's like basic. Yeah, that's like minimum. He also asks about you. <laughs> Wait, this is so sad. He asks about you as in like, oh, like how's your day going? Those kind of things. I feel like um, this is so basic that it seems dumb, but at the same time, it's really hard to find someone that fits all the criteria so far. Let's keep going. Yeah. Empathetic. Yeah. That was, like, highlighted. Not ignorant about mental health or academics. So those two yeah. are very important to me, the bottom two. So I guess that answers my um, Zara's question, like, what do you want? Um, someone who's also not... kind of answers what you don't want as well. Okay, yeah. So it's like a two in one. Yeah. So I guess that's the answers for you, Zara. Uh, let's see our next question. This is sent from Jane. Jane is my friend from high school, as well as Zara too. She says, um, what do you do when you hear someone talk shit about you? What? <laughs> About something you didn't do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I mean, I don't think anyone's talked about something I didn't do that I know of. But I do know that people have talked about me behind my back a lot. 
Okay, and so I guess you can answer it that way. Like, what do you do when people do talk about you? I kind of just ignore them. I don't. I don't hang out with them. I don't do things for them. I just pretend they don't exist because they're not worthy of my attention. Do you confront any of them? I don't really confront them because you can't really stop people from thinking what they're thinking. All you can really do is stop yourself from being impacted by what others think of you. Yeah. Wait, does it... Do, when you say ignore, do you mean like just like physically ignore or do, do you actually like just tune it out in your mind? I also tune it out in my mind. I don't think I've ever been felt really affected by it because like I always knew I had a support network that I could lean on whenever anything like blew up on me. So it was kind of like, oh, I'll just not bother. And sometimes it was difficult with like not bothering because I did share classes with these people so all I really did was just like if I had to talk to them I would be civil otherwise I just wouldn't talk to them so this is something that that I just thought about when you were saying that and I haven't thought it through yet so what I'm about to say could be wrong but I feel like it's pretty immature for someone to just dislike you or like talk about you like talk shit about you especially when you know that you haven't really done anything so like if if it's if there hasn't been some kind of fight happen then a lot most times it can be pretty immature like it can you really just say oh I don't like them because they're so outgoing you know how like people don't like the like super super energetic people but that's not really disliking someone right that's just like i mean it kind of is because it's disliking part of their personality but i think from most commonly people don't like me because i'm annoying according to them and i do kind of see where they're coming from so do you i can see like i didn't change because I accepted that it's my personality and it's not for everyone because Mm -hmm. my personality definitely won't get along with like everyone in the world. Yeah. um, I kind of accepted that some people are going to find me annoying and some people are going to love my personality and I just have to look for the people that will love my personality because that's who I am and that's who I like to be. So I'm not really going to go out of my way to mold myself into what someone wants me to be. That should be a quote. Very powerful. (laughs) I actually think it's very, very interesting, though, that, like, we have this podcast because I think we have very, very different ways of thinking and, like, Bridging the two together into a podcast is going to be interesting for the listeners. Because you were saying like, oh, it doesn't really faze me if they said that. But I know for me, I don't think it's really happened actually before. Uh, Actually, has it? Hmm. Not that I can really recall. When I was younger, I was really faced by it, I think. Um, Maybe that's why you're like this now, though. 
Yeah, thick I, I'm pretty. It's because um, the first time I went through something like this, I was super hurt by it. I didn't like all break out in tears or anything, but I did like kind of just shut myself away. So I was a really really quiet person in early high school and like I wouldn't say like really really quiet as in like I didn't talk to people but compared to who I was towards the end of high school I was so quiet back then um but I kind of just shut myself in and I just went through with everything that happened I went with the flow I didn't really care about anything so I don't know what that did to me but um I didn't really notice any changes until the second time that something like that happened I didn't care anymore oh okay I just so second time I just literally just uh yeah the second time that it happened to me in the new high school I went to um I kind of I knew I had friends at that point because it wasn't just me feeling it. It wasn't just me overhearing it from people. It was friends of mine that directly told me that this is what they heard. And it was multiple people telling me that they had heard these people talking about me. So that's when I kind of knew, like, these people I can trust to have my back. So I just went on with whatever and ignored the people that were talking about me. Okay. I feel like a lot of people can probably take something out of that because at some point I I think people do get into those kind of situations where they hear something that isn't true or someone's saying something that's really hurtful and yeah like although it might not happen and it's really hard to just completely ignore it but I guess the best way is to just move on ignore it because a lot of times those people really just they're not worth your time. It's no, they're not. Yeah. Okay, so then Jane asked another question which I don't think we can answer, but I guess you can try. How do you manage between <laughs> friends and Rello like time-wise? As in like I feel like sometimes people do have this complaint that like um someone is spending too much time with their significant other or someone's spending too much time with their friends instead of their significant other well um we're both single right now so <laughs> okay so let's actually view it from like a single person's point of view then let's say your best friend just got into a relationship and you notice that they're spending a lot more time with their partner would you as the friend get hurt about this or do you think that you would be like okay well they are their partner uh, it makes sense that this is how they're feeling like sometimes I just felt like a third wheel at times like this was especially during high school because like it's kind of hard to avoid your friends at that point because everyone's kind of stuck together um I think yeah. at the beginning of every relationship people are going to be, like, more glued together and preoccupied with their partners, yeah? But, um, so I kind of understand that, but if it gets to a point where 
the only person you're spending time with is your significant other. That's slightly concerning because I think everyone needs a change in like who they hang out with. Not I'm not saying like you should break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, but I'm saying like there is there is some level of you need to balance. Yeah. I I do think that I don't think I would care that much. Maybe because I don't think I would mind, but realistically, that person needs the balance. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that's a common problem with people who do get into relationships. Like, it's it's hard to find time for everyone. Especially now, it's like work um, relationships with friends, and then you have your family, and then you have uni, and then your partner. Like it, And then you need time for yourself too. So... Yeah. I do think that, like, even now, I don't have a relationship, and I feel like I'm fine with that, too, because, oh, I was also, okay, going off track, what what are your thoughts, oh, wait, no, 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 I'll bring it back on track later, because there's a question that comes in later that I, I will talk about, but um, to, to, to sum up my point, I think that I wouldn't care too much if my best friend got into a relationship and started spending a lot more time with them. Because even now, I don't feel like I need to see, like, friends that often. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But I'm, like, so fine with not seeing them and just (laughs) talking to them. Like, talking online is fine. Yeah, I've kind of... I've kind of just stuck at home... Like, even now, there's no more restrictions, yeah. right? And I just don't want to go out with people. I know what you mean. Like, I enjoy going out with people, but I think it's the money. I think it's the money. Because, like, I don't want to... S- oh, yeah. It definitely is. Because, like, I think... No, the other day when we went out, we didn't actually really spend money, which was pretty amazing. Um, But usually when I do go out with friends, we end up spending, like... 30 to 40 dollars minimum yeah yeah that's why i would like it if we could just like go to someone's house and just chill but that doesn't really happen for me like sometimes it especially for me because i live so far away from people like everyone is in the epping plus area to selective and i'm out here in the west so like you went to a selective school too which meant that a lot of your high school friends were from Everyone lives in the Epping area and the Hills area. And I'm just sitting here in the West. Yeah. Like, I guess that's a good thing about local high schools. Because so many of my friends, like, we we all basically live in the same area. Okay. Yeah. And I do have friends in my area, but I'm not, I don't talk to them. Don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll visit you next week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you can spend your you can spend your entire week at my place i have no plans if i survive the drive okay i, I will silently cheer you on yeah you okay. should turn on your snap map and then i'll like watch you drive oh okay okay i'll do that oh that would be so funny <laughs> you have nothing better to do than just watch the car <laughs> watch watch your um bitmoji like in the car Okay, so let's actually move on to our next question, which is sent from Florence. So she says, uh, 
How do you determine whether you're a good or bad person? This is a very interesting question. Because we recently talked about, like, are people inherently good or bad? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's like, uh, I don't think I'm a good person in terms of some things that I have done in the past. (laughs) But I think, um... Kind of how I... So is it determined by your past and what you've no, done? No, I'm not really... I don't I don't think, like, past me was a good person. But I think right now, I consider myself a good person, like, passable by my morals. Would you say that your moral compass is basically the same as society's? No. Very different? I wouldn't say very different, but it's like there's a lot more things that are acceptable in society that I don't think are acceptable. And um, I feel like I'm just very strict when it comes to myself as well. This ha- I think this is with everyone. Like you're always more strict on yourself than others around you. So you're less likely to call yourself good on the same standards as someone else calling you good but I think recently I personally don't think I've done anything to make myself think I'm a bad person okay okay so I think for you it would be like what you've done that would determine whether you're a good or bad person it's like have my actions violated my own moral like boundaries in a sense I have a bit of a different answer to that. Mine would be intentions. Oh, yeah, we talk about this so much. Do you think so? Because I'm more like the action itself and you're more like the intentions behind the actions. So it's like, yeah, like this is, and this applies not just for myself too. Actually, I think, yeah, like you were saying, we're more strict on ourselves. So I think when I look at myself, to determine whether I'm a good or bad person. I also look at the action itself. But uh, mostly for other people, I will look at intentions too. Uh, But also I feel like what you do is you guess their intention because you never know other people's intention. But like the guessing part is always good intentions. I never... Yeah, you always like... I think um, you kind of have this idealistic view. Except for like maybe like one person. But other than that, like, I think most people are good people. Like, I do think that too. Yeah. Okay, she asks a second question. Good tips on making friends. I mean, have you read the title I of I was going to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Florence, do you think I have friends? The answer's no. <laughs> but you've made friends this year, so, like... How how do you do that? I mean, like, um, I don't know if she's listening, but I'm pretty sure she's subscribed. Um, I made a friend in one of the courses I took this year, the, like term one. It was she took the course alone, right? And I was with my friend and we both were walking up. It was like first week we were walking up the steps 
and we weren't really sure because it was in Square House and we were finally back on campus and the only buildings I've been into were Quad and Ainsworth. So, um, oh, and Law Building. So, in Square House, it's really weird. The Square House, I don't understand. Yes, um, but we were confused because it was a fire exit door. But there was no other entrance to that level. So, like, um, it was just the three of us standing around and, like, turns out we were going to the same room for the same class. And she was alone, so we just sat together and um, we started talking. It was slightly awkward at first because, like, it was clear that I was so much closer with my friend. But I think over the course of 10 weeks, we kind of did... We started talking about stuff outside of um, just our lesson and the course, which kind of, like, met my standard of, oh, we're friends now. We're not just acquaintances because we're doing the same course. And, like, with my friend, she had the common round of gaming. And she... My friend's... This new friend of mine is actually streaming right now, so... Um, Boa Roo on Twitch, please follow her, thank you. Um, yeah, I think that was the point where I was like, oh yeah, we're friends now, we were just casually talking, and we found common ground outside of uni. Okay, okay. Um, does that really answer the question, though, of how do you make friends? I think it's just like, it comes naturally, Okay, I think. I think because I don't think you can go out of your way and force yourself to make friends because you actually have to be ready to like put in effort into talking to these people. For me, I think um, I I slightly disagree with you. I think you can just go out and make friends. I think the biggest tip that I can give to someone is just taking the initiative because most people honestly don't mind if someone just kind of approaches them obviously like have some common sense when you're doing this but uh like if someone's like showing signs of not wanting to talk to you yeah then stop and and, and maybe just don't just like stop them in the middle of some like busy day and just say hey i want to be friends with you but like when you're at some kind of event or like a classroom like just take the initiative and just talk to someone uh get there like social media or something and I don't know is this embarrassing maybe but I've met a lot of friends online through UNSW love letters that's not embarrassing that I think that's um one of the ways that people have been making friends I do and I've met so many like actual and like good friends off of that and I've just developed really close relationships with them and like yeah I guess that's my biggest tip just take the initiative most people really won't mind you doing it but have common sense I mean if anyone knows me and isn't friends with me and wants to be friends with me just hit me up I don't really care yeah because like you're you're usually on like either end like you're usually the person that just won't really mind if someone starts a conversation but you don't want to be the person that starts a conversation or just be the person who starts it because most likely yeah, I don't really like starting it yeah most likely you'll just meet the person who would continue it but won't start it 
Yeah, because like, at least for me, I'm willing to continue conversations and go with the flow as long as the flow doesn't get too boring. Oh, okay. See, for me, even if the flow gets too boring, I still continue it. You hold on. Oh, I didn't tell you this thing. Okay, so there's this person and their name is Pat. That's not his real name. But um, so we were talking online. I've never met them in person before. And they were like, oh, uh, let's meet up. What are your thoughts, though, on just talking online but not really wanting to meet up? Is that acceptable? I feel like I kind of am that person until it gets to the point where I feel like we're close. I'm close enough to that person to meet up because... I mean, I don't, I don't, haven't had any like actual friends that I haven't met up with in person. But I don't know. See, for me, I, I think it's kind of rude though. Even th- like I do this because I'm talking to him, and it's like, like I'm fine talking to you online. Like conversations is kind of boring, but like I'll just continue it anyway. But honestly, like, I, I, I don't think I'd want to put in the energy to meet up with you in person. I don't know. I thought that was kind of rude. I don't know. I feel like if someone's, like, boring online, they're going to be even worse in person. And you have the added element of awkwardness. Yeah, like, if it's a group setting, it'd be kind of better. I do think there's a lot of people who are the opposite, though. Like, boring text in person, much better. I feel like... I don't know. Um, but the, you're like the, one of the two people that I met online that, um, I actually met up with afterwards and it's like two of two. Cause like, I haven't had any friends that I've met online. Oh wait, I have one because she's international right now, but, um, I don't really have other friends that I've met online that I haven't been willing to meet in person. And I think the determining factor for me was that with you and with Jamie, you guys were both able to hold the conversation for a long time online. So I was like, yeah, let's just meet in person. I think with you, it was so much easier because we had Derek and Peony with us as well. Yeah, plus I think there was already that established level of trust because we had mutuals that made it a lot easier. Yeah. And, like, honestly, with Jamie, like, we did have a mutual that I never really talked to, but, um, I think there was good enough conversation and, um, trust that I could meet up with him in person and not be scared for my life. (laughs) Right, okay. So, yeah, online does allow you to meet a lot of people, so that's also a good way to make friends. Just, like stranger danger like know where someone isn't safe to meet in person okay um okay so my friend next question my friend dashi sent in a few one thing that she said was what about you has felt repeatedly misunderstood by others Mm, i think um i'm someone that gives a lot yeah so I'm someone that's willing to like do random things and remember things about people. Like I remember weird details that, that people have told me in the past. I think you've experienced this, right? Yeah, yeah. 
like you told yeah. me something and you didn't realize I remembered it. Um, there's there actually have been times when people have mistaken that as me liking them. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, I have a weird tendency to just remember like random things that normal people wouldn't. Yeah, remember, because I think when you said that, the only kind of person that. I remember just remembering everything they told me was the person I liked. And then the rest, I would just remember, like, some parts. But, like, not not every single thing. Like, I don't remember everything you told me. Like, but I remember details, which oh, are, yeah, like, the small details. not really the main point. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like this question. Uh... I don't know. I genuinely don't know how people see me. Like, I feel like some people think I'm weird, creepy, like too, I don't know. Like, def- um, what was my first I, I don't think with you. I don't know. I just felt like, I feel like my first impression of you, I did not expect you to be like who you are today. Because I think your profile picture at that time was, like, very different. Oh, was it the hot one? Yeah. And, like, um, oh, most yeah. of your photos were, like, you with, like, groups of people or at parties. Yeah. I think. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't think this person would vibe with me. Because, like, I felt like the complete opposite. <laughs> I mean, we're still we are, complete though. opposites. But, yeah. like, I was like... I don't know, but then, like, after a while, after, like, a lot of talking, it worked out. Yeah, but I don't think it was, like, after, like, we had to try a lot before we kind of felt comfortable, at least from my point of view. Yeah, there were, like, a lot of group calls and a group setting before we were, like, talking individually. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember the beginning. It's like if I was walking down at uni and I saw you, I wouldn't have been like, oh, let's be friends with that person. Or like if I I shared a class with you, I wouldn't have been like, oh, let's talk to that person. I don't know. Maybe you would have found me very annoying in class because I definitely think I'm like I think I definitely will. We still haven't shared any like actual classes. Yeah, we haven't. I think I definitely would find you annoying. Yeah, because I, I say because that, we're so oh opposites in even like in terms of our learning. Because I'm the type of person to like stay silent in class, and you're the type of person to just ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's like super dumb questions, and there was like this one time in maths. So I do this thing where like I I half listen. So I always know kind of what's going on, but I never listen fully. Because I'm always like distracted by something else. But I I milk what I learn, like what I hear, into some kind of answer. And for some reason, I always like to answer, but I don't ever properly listen fully. So in maths one day, uh, my, my friend is very similar to you. So she doesn't like answer a lot of questions. And the teacher asked the question. And then because I just like to answer... I just said a random number. I wasn't even listening at that time. I said a <laughs> random number and like, no, 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 I think I said like 6G or something. And then, so my friend heard it and she said it out loud. She's like, 6G. And then like, I'll, 
And then everyone kind of just like turned to her. And then like we realized later on, like the question didn't even have a G in it. Like she just like I just made up this random thing, and I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad, but that's so funny at the same time. Uh, uh, for me, it's like I listen and I kind of whisper the answers under my breath. So like um. So I do most of my classes with my friend Rowena, and um, she kind of goes like, goes like, Kelly, just answer the question, like, say it properly, and I'm like, no, <laughs> and we just why not though? I just don't like it. Oh, like, okay. Um, so I do answer things like without kind of like putting my hand up to answer them. I do do it for like classes where I need to like have class participation but if not I'm still paying attention and I'm still like active in class I just don't outwardly participate okay right I mean at least you're still learning yeah I guess so Dashi asks um you know what since we're 40 some like 45 minutes in I'm going to choose another one of Dashi's she sent in two so Sorry, she sent in four. I'm just going to read two. So the misunderstood question was the one that we just answered. And then next question, do you want to pick one? I think this one's going to be interesting. How would you describe your relationship with yourself? Because hmm. at least for me, I, I, I saw this and I knew the answer instantly. Okay, what's your answer? I hate myself. What? Weird, right? Because considering, like, everything that I've said, you'd think I'm someone that, like, has pride in myself. But um, I'm kind of someone that nitpicks at everything that I think is, like, not necessarily wrong, but in my brain, I count it as wrong with me. So, like, I actually, I have a love-hate relationship with myself, I think. I think I do too, but, like, you were so um, confident in the in your answer that you hate yourself i do what do you so like i'm not happy with who i am not really like my personality because like i'm fine with my personality but i can't even speak anymore personality but i kind of i do have a lot of times where like i just hate like, I don't think I have, like, a particular reason for hating myself. I just... But everything kind of combined together? Like, it's I not your ideal self? I wouldn't say it's not self. my ideal... Like, definitely I'm not my ideal self because, like, it's impossible to be ideal. But, um, there's just so many things that I know that I could have done better, that I know that I should be better at. like considering my past accomplishments but even if I do badly I don't feel motivation to improve myself okay I mean I think one thing you could do is that like instead of trying to so hard focusing on like changing yourself you could change the way that you think because I like (sighs) To answer that question, relationship with myself, I would also say it's love-hate, but definitely more love than hate, <laughs> thanks to Zara, actually. Uh, and it's like, 
the reason that I don't regret a lot of things in the past and the reason I don't hate myself for like not getting the marks that I want for not achieving this and that is that I think that I'm doing the best that I can like obviously things don't go my way like if if things went my way I would have gotten immediately like out of high school straight into the course that I wanted but that didn't happen right and that's just the way that it went and I don't know like maybe I could have done this different but then if I did this different then this would have been compromised like things just went the way that it had to go and like that's that's the way that I see life and the relationship with myself like the way that I am is just the way that I am like there's there's nothing I can improve obviously but what I'm doing now is just the best that I'm that I can do for me it's kind of like I know I'm not doing my best but I don't want to do anything about it okay see like I guess because I know I'm not doing my best too in terms of like potential but you're kind of doing stuff about it though no, okay, so, like, for example, I'm, get, I'm gonna bring this to, back to ATAR. So, I know for sure I could have gotten a better ATAR. I know that that's not, that doesn't, that number doesn't describe actually how much I knew. But I think one way that I kind of got past it is that I, I got that because of, like, how I, Wait, I don't know how to describe it. Like, that was just the best that I got with, like, the what you could do at that time. Yeah, I guess. It's like, yeah, maybe if I, like, spent um, more time researching how to write proper essays, I could have gotten better. But there's a reason that I didn't do that in that time. Like, I, I was probably doing other stuff I was probably like just chilling to myself that probably wasn't a priority for me and it wouldn't have worked out if I just pushed myself to to just study so much if it wasn't something I wanted to do like I don't think you can just tell yourself that this is the result you want to get to but you're not willing to actually put in the effort to get there so like with the amount of effort that you're willing to put in you are getting the results that you deserve yeah I do see that and um it's just that I know I have a lot of untapped potential I'm just not doing anything about it maybe you are and you're not seeing it though you don't think you're doing no I'm actually not doing anything about it what what would you want to do like what's like when you say potential like potential to do what like um in terms of like participating in things um in all the opportunities that are given to me and also like just not sitting around doing nothing but i always end up sitting around doing nothing but i guess that's that's what i mean like i guess i too could be doing more but like you don't you don't want to do that. You don't want to like put in the effort to do all that. So like right now you are doing your best with the amount of effort that you're willing to put in. But then under that definition, aren't you kind of saying that everyone is at their best that compared to like what they're putting in? Um, maybe this doesn't work for everyone. 
But it's the way that I see myself. Yeah, because it, do- it doesn't work for me. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And then you said before that it was like love-hate. Where does the love come in then? Uh, sometimes, like, um, it's, I love what, uh, the part I love about me is I know when to kind of stop, in a sense. Like, I know my limits and... I also know, like, I, I'm i not someone that's willing to push my own boundaries or, like, overexert myself over something I know is impossible for me. So, like, I kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. That's important. That's, like, that's the part of me that I, I know is, like, gonna keep me safe from, like, not necessarily burning out because I do feel burnt out after term one. Oh, yeah. At the end of term one, I did feel really burnt out. I'm fine now. But... Um, it kind of stops me from putting too much on my plate. That is really important. Yeah. Especially for like people like us who have a lot of commitments going on. You need to know that balance. When to stop. Yeah. So like now I have actually dropped a lot of commitments and I want to focus on this podcast. Yeah. Um, for me, the... The hate part comes in, I think, mostly when it comes to mental health because there, there are a lot of times uh, where out of nowhere, no trigger at all, I would just start feeling sad and I hate that so much about myself because there's nothing I can do about it too. It's not something that I can... Don't you also hate that like... um people kind of identify you as a sad person do you think people do that i don't know is that something that i I created in my head i don't i think it is definitely something you've created in your head that like um everyone's impression of you is just the sad person because i can definitely say that's not how i see you and i can confidently say that's not how a lot of other people see you Um, but I do know that, especially on this podcast, I think we do talk a lot about our negatives, so it kind of ends up being, like, we're putting out a side of us and not the other side. This is our redemption podcast, because we have mentioned about self-love and confidence. I think, um... The good thing about this podcast is although we have mostly mentioned that stuff, we also talked about, like, how we've gotten over those things. Yeah, yeah. And, like, given tips and advice. Which is, like, which is, like, pretty cool. And I feel like most of my tips and advice is, like, take your time, get over it. (laughs) Which isn't, like, great advice, but it's kind of what you need to do. Like, give yourself the time. And I'm deviating again. But I definitely don't think, like, that all you're putting out to the world is that you're a sad person. I don't think so anymore. I think I did. But I think it's, like, especially when I, like, hang out with friends, it's not like I show... It's not like you, you, you like, you're, like... I'm not gloomy sad. and sad. It's not like I'm faking it too, though. Because usually when I'm with people, it's much better. 
Uh, but yeah, I guess that's like one thing I just really don't like about myself. Like I can't control the sadness and it just happens out of nowhere. Anyway, um, we are getting very close to the one hour mark. So our podcast has gone from a 45 minute podcast to a one hour podcast. And recently we've been consistently over an hour. Let's keep the trend going then. Um, One day you're going to get a 10-hour episode. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. These are some good questions. Uh, Okay, so my friend Andrew sent this in. If there was one thing you felt like you needed or really wanted to achieve in your life, what would it be and why? Needed and really wanted to achieve. Probably financial freedom, which is like kind of everyone's big dream, but uh, financial freedom. So, like, at what point would you consider financial f- that I have yourself to be financially free passive income that can regularly support my lifestyle and that I could like put that back in I have extra money to continuously put back in and why is this important to you because like um growing up I think I think this is like a very common dream for immigrant children because we've kind of grown up I can't really speak for everyone but I've grown up in a very financially unstable environment Less so than my brother, because when my brother was born, like, we were struggling so much more. But, um, it's just seeing my parents working so hard and kind of losing so much in the process. I don't want to live like that. And because I have the potential to be able to not live like that, I want that life. I want, like, a more comfortable life for myself and for my parents when they're older. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think this is very important in immigrant, like, children's um, mindset but like the giving back to the parents like you know taking care of the parents when they're older and supporting them again uh I don't know I I think that's a big thing at least I know in like Chinese culture and a lot of different uh Asian cultures too but when I read this I went I was going to go for the generic answer to be happy, but um, after hearing that... I mean, like, my answer's pretty generic, too, like, um, in terms of that's kind of what everyone around me also wants, to some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we have to kind of, to survive, we really need to put money as some kind of priority. Because I just don't want to spend the rest of my life working for someone. No, I don't either. 
oh my god, I came up with the best business idea, and it doesn't actually exist. Like I could actually implement. Yes, you it. can. Let's not share it here in case someone steals your idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but for me, this que- this my answer to this question, I think it would be to do something that, like career wise, I want to achieve something that makes my parents and grandma proud of me, and. It's like, even if it's something like getting into, um, like internship at big four or getting some kind of intern somewhere, because like in terms of academics so far, I feel like I haven't gotten as far as I want to be. And I know that in terms of interns and academics, isn't that big of a thing. They focus a lot more on like personality and problem solving skills. Yeah, definitely. And so, like, yeah, and and I've realized that. And so maybe academics isn't really my biggest strength, but it's good enough to get, like... It's good enough to get you somewhere. um, Or, like, help you get started. Yeah, to get me somewhere. And then then the rest of it is going to be myself and, like, personality and um, the... The part that isn't about, like, the marks... And so, yeah, I want to do something, like, career-wise that just makes them proud. Something that they can be like, oh, my gosh, like, that's that's my daughter. I feel like I've given up on making academic achievements ever since my brother got um, university medalist. So, with with how you're going so far, do you see yourself, like, do you see your progress as an achievement though i don't think it's an achievement because like i don't think i've dedicated myself enough to it to call it like something i'm satisfied with and like something i'm proud of but i definitely think like i've gone into the mentality of satisfactory is good enough for me as long as i and also putting that extra effort into something else. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. So, and and everyone has, like, very different expectations. Because I know, like, if I got the marks that you were getting, I would be so happy with it. But for um, me, it's, like, just satisfactory. It's just normal. Yeah. Which is... So, are your expectations at your brother's level, then? No, they're nowhere near. Like, um... Do you know my brother's Wham? Uh, no. 96. <laughs> really? Do you know my brother's um mark range? He only had one mark under 90 in his entire uni career. Oh, wow. And it was an 89. 89, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm never going to hold myself to his standards. And I know that. Because, first of all, I think my brother does definitely have a lot more potential than me. And he's definitely way smarter than me academically. But I do know that I also have my own strengths. And I shouldn't be putting all my efforts into academics. Because this is an interesting conversation I had with my dad the other day. He was kind of like... You know what's funny? Like, everyone in uni is, like, also doing something on the side 
working or looking for something, but your brother was not like that. He was just always studying. And um, he came out and got a job immediately as well. And I'm like, but dad, that's not the case for everyone. And definitely not the case for me. Because I do not think I can get out of uni and get a job immediately without any sort of extra thing on the side for me. Yeah, plus, like, what you're doing now, it, it's also hobbies. Like, it, it's also there for, like, the the well-being side. Yeah. I guess, like, it's it's both good and bad. It's not for everyone to do, like, just the study, nothing else. Yeah, because not everyone can make it like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the common path to take. The sacrifices that you make along the way just aren't worth it for some people. Yeah. I I don't think I could do that either. Um okay, so my friend Marcus did send in a few questions. Uh did you want to read any of these out or did you want to go to Andrew's questions? Um, there was one that I've been looking at that I have an answer to. So, is it ever possible to have a fully equal society? And my answer is yes. Really? But it's not I would ideal. say no. It's not the ideal. Okay, we should definitely do a whole episode on this because I'm really interested in your perspective on it i guess i feel like i've talked about this before but um not on this podcast but with someone else doesn't a fully equally equal society just mean like uh communism idealistic communism okay so i I get what you mean by the idea of communism not actual communism yeah yeah yeah. because like communism in real life there's always corruption it always doesn't it always ends up not working out but the idea of communism is like complete equality which i think is possible i don't think it's but possible is not ideal it we seems we have an episode on this yeah true but my answer is i think it's possible it's not what is the best okay because we're getting towards the one hour mark i'm going to finish this off with one question which i have asked you before but i thought it'd be a good way to finish what is your idea of a perfect day oh you asked me this the other day and you said you could never survive a perfect one of my perfect days no i didn't say i couldn't survive i just said that like that is boring to you not no 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 not boring it's just super like like you you get the chance to to plan a perfect day and that is what you go for? Like, yeah, I don't want to do anything if it's a perfect day. Okay, so my question to Kelly was, regardless of cost, um, what would be your perfect day? And what did you say? Staying home and watching dramas all day without any distractions. Yeah, I feel like people can relate to my reaction because like, what? It's like no matter how much money I have or like what resources I have, I my perfect day is just a day of nothingness in a sense. Oh, and then you added on like um, 
if 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 you were watching these uh dramas with a nice view yeah like um like booking at a hotel or something well like i'm not booking a hotel to watch dramas in it but um like my ideal day like i definitely haven't achieved it although like that's what it appears that I'm doing every single day right now in the what in do you these mean holidays. You achieved it because my I my perfect day involves no distractions, right? Okay, yeah. And I define my distractions as my goals. In terms of like not really distractions, as in they're a bad thing, but like they are what are taking away from my complete relaxation. Like mentally, yeah. Like uh, I always, it's like it's always somewhere in the back of my head that like I have something to do. And ideally, my idealistic day would not have me having like that thought at the back of my head. So like, okay, but can't like it's holidays now. So do you? What are those distractions that you have in your head? If it's not academic based. Well like other than academic. It's like first of all interviews. Well like interview. Oh yeah okay. Um, second of all it's like worries about getting a job. Worries about getting an internship. Well like same thing. And then there's also like. um, Me constantly thinking about the podcast. Constantly thinking about my parents. Constantly thinking about all of these things. That are going on around me. And then, like, also, like, my finances, my, like, health, everything like that. And I think I asked you this last week, but these thoughts that are always in your head, does it ever, like, make you feel very anxious then? Oh, you know what? uh, um, I have really shaky hands, if you haven't noticed. I They go away sometimes. They go away. Like, they're not always there, but, like, the past few days, they were really, really shaky. But I think that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking too much. Oh. I don't know why I get them. I probably should see a doctor. I've had them since, like, year 10. Really? So it's, like, pretty... It's not always shaky. But, like, there are moments when, like, I'm holding something and I've noticed that I can't stop shaking. Oh, Okay. And you think this is caused from, like, just thinking too much? I don't know what it's caused by, but, like, every time I see it, I kind of, it's a reminder to myself that I need to, like, do something. Switch off for, like, a moment. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. And then it's fine after that. I don't know why. I get, it's probably some sort of stress or something. I should actually see a doctor about this. <laughs> but, um... Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like we have mentioned many, many times, we are two completely different people. So (laughs) my perfect day, I think I said I started off the day with doing a breakfast with my family. And then it would be like road trip with friends out to somewhere. Uh, Oh my gosh, vlogging along the way because I love vlogging. Um, Maybe do like a little picnic. Cute. And then booking an Airbnb hotel-ish kind of thing. And then just ending the night with like a club or a party. 
Yeah. And then I had, like, yeah, a... Yeah, we completely different people. I had a perfect day 2.0, but I think that one was, like, not fun and exciting. It was, like, the more realistic side of things. But... Oh, the more realistic perfect day in my life is still a day where, like, I can not worry about stuff. Your one is, like, pretty realistic, though. I, I mean, like, in terms of just, like, being able to just sit and watch yeah. whatever. The, the side of, like achieving so much that I don't have to worry about everything I'm worrying about is something very far off in the future that I don't even know if I can achieve but the actual like action side of it is what I do most of the time now do you think you'll ever get to a stage where you just won't have worries though no definitely not because like okay if I get to a point Like, I'm just going to assume that, like, if I do get to a point where, like, I am able to afford my own place, my ideal place, like, which is, like, a big apartment in the city, and, because I'm a very, like, city person, like, the aesthetic, and then, um, if I do get to that point, I'm probably going to find something else that I want to achieve. Yeah. I feel like right now we always look at what we don't have, but then once we have it, there's, There's always more things more. that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good, um, nice way to finish, I think. Did you want to ask any questions before we just finish the episode? I don't have any witty, th- anything witty this time. Because last time it was, Flora, do you love me? And your answer was no, and then you got exposed. Was um, it that or was it the cows? Oh, wait, like... I, ha- I had something similar. Um, okay. Wasn't... Oh, I forgot it. I forgot it. Don't, don't worry. I'll ask you another time in another one of our episode questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, that concludes the Q&A episode 20. Very, very exciting. I hope you liked it. I liked recording this. I think it was interesting. This was an interesting one. Yeah, I like doing these Q&As. And thank you, everyone, for sending in your questions. Um, I just want to have a small talk to Kelly's friends. <laughs> okay. I don't okay. think they, my, my friends don't really listen, I'm pretty sure. Like, the ones that I do talk to. Okay, that's okay. Sally did send in a question, though. So, thank you, Sally. We love you. It was, Kelly, why are you so annoying? Oh, right. <laughs> I still love you, Sally. Always will support you. Anyway, yeah, so that's all the questions that we have. Um, so thank you, everyone, for sending in your questions. We might do a Q&A, like, In the future? Yeah, down the road. Haven't really considered it yet, but next week I think we're doing... We're back to our normal episodes, and yeah. um, if anyone has any suggestions or any more series then send them in. If you have any more questions, send them in. We'll keep compiling them for upcoming Q&As. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. With that, I think I'm going to go do the dishes. Oh, again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, make sure to follow us on 2.friendlessfriends on Instagram. Uh, check out the Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, basically all the podcast platforms. Also, if anyone's still listening, please tell me that I'm not the only one that thinks the new IMAX are ugly. 
Thank you. Okay, that will be um, Kelly's question for the Q and A. Are the IMAX ugly? Um, I think only the blue one and the silver one are pretty, but even then, the chin is ugly. Thank you for coming to my TED the talk. What? Um, so the screen underneath the screen, there's this like little block. I'll show you later, but it's like a just like a block of color, and I think that's ugly. Oh. Okay then, I'll I'll have a look, check it out later. Yeah, so uh, thank you everyone for watching, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye!